But we are sons and daughters and still we have this privilege to serve him that nobody got else. Nobody else got it. Thank God. Shall we appreciate God for that privilege? Yeah? Yeah. If uh, tomorrow, God willing, if you go into the company, you can be a vice president, you can be a general manager, you can be an, uh, a manager, but you can, can never be the owner of that company. You always serve those people. But today you understand that the Almighty Father, the God of heaven, has given us this privilege. Yeah, upon the earth, we are called sons and daughters. At the same time, we have the privilege to serve Him. That's a great, great, great privilege that nobody else is received. Angels never received that privilege to be sons and daughters. You know, the animals and the trees doesn't animals and trees doesn't have that privilege. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Animals and animals and uh, trees and plants doesn't have this privilege, but we have this privilege. So we always you need to need to be thankful. That's why Sami says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Amen. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And we should not leave any opportunity that we get to praise the Lord. You know, because as long as we are, are having breath and as long as we are alive on the face of the earth, we need to continue praising him and worshiping him. I, I love that song that about that joy. Because it is the joy. It is, if, if, if I said, if you are not having joy when you are serving, then that is a dead one. You know, if you do not have joy when you are worshipping God, then it's a dead one. You know, there is a song I, I used to sing in, uh, in the earlier days. I have got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. So down in my heart that there is a joy. And that's why we serve him. And when I, 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 I want to en encourage you, whatever you do for the kingdom of God, whatever, whenever you come into the presence of God, come with joy and come with love. That is the two things that I shared from the dead works that I have spoken to you, right? And the two things I shared was that uh, one thing is that if the work or we serve the Lord without joy, that work or serving is what? Dead work. And then if you are serving or loving the Lord, but you do not have a love. You just wanted to, you just come to, to many of the people, you know, many people come to the church to be Christian. But they are very badly, they are misunderstanding because we cannot be Christians by going to church. We come to church because we are Christians. Amen. We cannot, by giving, we cannot be Christians. By because we are Christians, so we give. No, we by fasting we will not be Christians. Because we are Christians, so we fast. Amen. So it's very important that we need to understand, and for that we need to have joy, and we need to have equally we need to have love, love for God. And the third thing that what I wanted to continue with the dead, dead uh, repentance from the dead world. I told you there are ten things. So today I will try to cover up if. If the atmosphere will allow us without having much problem. The third thing is that it is, uh, it is uh, that any work that you do, any worship that you do, any praise that you do, but if you do without zeal, it is a dead work. What is the third one? The work 
that you do without zeal is dead work. Can somebody please help me with the reading, Bible reading from Revelation chapter 3, 15 to 19. The God, the Lord speaking something to the Laodicea church in chapter 3, 15 to 19 from Revelation. Can somebody loudly, you can, you can read. Amen. Yes. I know your deeds. Yes. That you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. Mm. Amen. Up to 19. Up to 19. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need anything. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful, your shameful nakedness and self to put on your eyes so that you can see. Amen. Amen. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be honest and repent. Amen. Okay. What is it says? Which is the uh, translation you are reading? Bible? This is NIV. NIV. If you go into NKJV or KJV like that, that it says that it is not a, it says be zealous. There's a word called be zealous there. Right? It says you need to have zeal. So what, what was the what was the problem of this church? This church was neither lukewarm, they did neither cold nor hot. That is the same thing. There, this the revelation seven letters to the church was written to different churches, but today these seven attributes are seen in one church. The lukewarmness, the, the brotherly brotherly love, the first love lost, all these things are a character that is you know that has come into creep into the churches today. So here the Lord is saying, You are neither cold nor you are hot, and you are lukewarm, and I'm about to spit you out. And then he says in verse 19, he says, Be zealous. So, what is God expecting from the church? The church is expecting, the church God is expecting is that the church need to be full of zeal. If you do not do things without zeal, if you do the works without zeal, that is that is a dead work. You know, you know, world says there is a pro, there is a saying in the world that something is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. That's okay for the world. But God is not uh, you know, uh, agreeing on that. God is saying you should be you are not cold you are not hot. You are lukewarm. If you are cold you can be hot. If you are hot you can be cold but you are nothing. Like suppose you know you take a, a glass of hot water and pour into that two glass of cold water. What will happen? The cold water will become Look what that is exactly what is happening. That is exactly what is happening with us. You know, God does not agree with us. I want to tell you any services what we do, worship, playing, reading, fasting, if it is half-hearted, that is a dead work. 
Okay? Anyone that is half-hearted. If you read Mark chapter 12, 30, it is a very common word. That is what Bible says. Love your God with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength. All of your heart and mind and soul. You cannot, uh, you know, allow your heart to be cohabitated by something else. Your heart should be always, always having the zeal fully filled with the love of God. You know? You cannot say then that somebody stolen my heart. <laughs> Some, you cannot say that my heart is broken. <laughs> Don't send emojis like that. Heart broken. Heart is stolen away. You know. <laughs> Cupid's arrows. All like that is not for us. Because our heart is full of zeal for God. That nobody can separate us from that love of God. Even if you become husband or wife. But the love of God is the first love. That is the first love by which God has loved us and we loved him. And that cannot be occupied by anybody else. We should be having zeal for that. Because in the entire being need to be available for God. You know, entire being, worship, all hearted worship. You know, sometimes I, I, I get surprised. Meanwhile, some usher, somebody can check whether the power is going to come or not, you know. If there is somebody switched off or something like that, you can connect. So, sometimes it happens, I don't know whether it is happening, if you look into some albums, you know, the church worship albums will, you can see the worship leaders are like a PT teacher. Lift up your hands, you know, let us worship together. Is it, is, is, it is the responsibility of the worship leader to tell you to lift up your hand or do you have the zeal in your heart, joy in your heart, you have the love for God in your heart, automatically when you know that he is holy, your hand should simply rise up saying, Lord, there is no one like you. Amen. Why our God is so, so, so praised and worshipped? Because among all the among all the gods God and goddesses of the world, there is only one who is holy, that is our Yahweh. Nobody else. So that's why we need to worship Him. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we need to worship Him. You know, and that doesn't need, that doesn't need, that doesn't need somebody to tell you. Lift up your eyes, somebody, so lift up your eyes to the heaven, lift up your hands, let us worship. No, it is your spontaneous, what is that is in your heart should come. What is there in your heart should come. What is there in your heart should come and you should start worshipping him. That is exactly what it is, see, it is the entire depth of your heart, it not, should not be half-hearted. For an example, no offenses, please. No offenses, please. Because I was in, I was on the bed. I could see how beautifully the gala. Congratulations, Mr. Pakyome and all the team gala, and also how beautifully you are going to celebrate the Africa 
the African day on 24th or 25th like that. What all preparations are happening and what all, yes, Mr. Panache, everybody, they are telling, book the ticket, book the ticket and be there. Is that same scene you have for to the church? I told yesterday to the leaders, I'm going to put up a tag of prize for attending church. Book your seats, then come to church. I hope Pakome and other people will help me in that. It's happens internationally. All the churches you have to book. If you want the front seat, you have to book. You want the lay hands, you need to book. Everything outs money. Am I I'm telling you? Yeah, really. What was the what was the preparation? Praise God for all that is done. It is time to celebrate. It is time to come together, celebrate the day of Africa, celebrate the gala, celebrate too. But what about God? Do you have the same zeal? Do you have the same joy? Do you have the same love for God? Because it is free, there is no value. But somebody has paid the price. He gave his life. What is the zeal that we have for God's, God and God's house? And I would tell you, African day is coming. There will not be a single seat left out. Everything will be packed up. Gala, I don't know. It was full. Yeah? dining, dancing, you know, wine, everything would have been there. Yeah? All my beloved children, you have 1100 rupees. How much? 1400 rupees. 2000 rupees. 1200 rupees. I will put only 200 rupees for the church. They give, these all programs give once in a year an entertainment to your body but think about the Lord who gives the joy of the Lord, the salvation for all your lifetime. What is the preparation that we do for the kingdom of God? Do you, do you no, prepare the same way to come to the church? Suppose there is no money, but Seats will be first come, first serve. There will be great lines standing outside to take the front seat. What about the church? Front seats are empty. The best dress you will wear, I could not see. But, make, but great makeups you will have. I'm not telling that you come with makeup. Be real. But my question is what? What is the zeal that you have for God? If you have zeal for God, the chairs will not be empty. Nobody need to call you. That is exactly what, what you think. You, what, that the value that you put about God in your heart. So, another example. about the prayer okay we half-hearted prayer 
you know sometimes what we 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 we, we pray such a way we will be asked to pray we will pray in a such a way we go on with all dictionary words and in between suppose somebody said amen then you think that oh somebody has caught my vision and then you will have all the bible verses on the prayer and by the time 30% of the people may be snoring is a real thing sir real thing i am telling it's not a sinful prayer when you are praying with the word of god it is not a sinful prayer but there are that prayer can be a dead prayer because there is no life in it no life in it fully occupied if you have been given to it opportunity to the bless the food then you will start blessing the nation and lastly you will come to bless the food if you give a time to pray for the offer offertory then you will start doing everything and last one second bless the offertory we go out of the context in prayers thinking that what happens you know many times when we get an opportunity to pray or when you get an opportunity to testify we think this is my lifetime opportunity to preach we start preaching than testify we start preaching than pray god said in matthew chapter 6 jesus said do not be use repetitive words and all these things in your prayers so our prayer should be you know life full of life not lifeless when i say prayer always think don't misunderstand about your personal prayer your 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 corporate prayer your quiet time all have different different levels you need to honor that levels okay so but what the bible says roman chapter 12 11 what the the bible says that roman chapter 12 11 don't say not lagging in diligence fervent in spirit serving the lord in the lagging in sub translation i think in american translation it says glow in your spirit glow in the spirit in in and i read says zeal in nlt it says lazy kjv and kjv says lagging and some translation says glow in the spirit fervent in your spirit you know when the spirit of god is there and you have full of zeal what will happen you will start shining in your spirit hallelujah there will be a glow that no fair and lovely can bring it will come out of our heart and that will be visible in our face think about moses he was 40 days with jesus the lord in the sinai mountain when he came people could not look unto him because that was the glory that he was carrying he put away you know if you have zeal in your heart if you have joy if you have love for god the spirit will start in fire 
you know spiritual in fire in second timothy chapter 16 apostle paul says to his disciple timothy that the the, the fan the fire that is on you by by the gift that is in you by keeping of hands of your elders second timothy chapter 16 says therefore i remind you to stir up the gift here says in some translation it says fan the fire there is a fire in you hallelujah fire is who the holy spirit and when you start fire now when the power was not there what we were doing fanning so the same way through zeal through joy through love we need to found fan the fire in us so that the glow may come and what is the outcome when the fire we fan the fire and it will start glowing and that is the time apostle walked their shadow fell people got healed i'm praying for that level to come before i am taken up with the lord lord give me such experiences not just knowledge about it but allow me to experience that let my my spirit glow you know psalm 69:9 says it says the zeal for your house consumed me which is the house this is the house of the lord do we have the same zeal passion it is an elty zeal for your passion for your house has consumed me the zeal remember jesus when jesus went into the synagogue he could see money changers and everything that money was selling they were they made it uh, the house of the lord into as a marketplace he toppled every tables and uh, and he started sh- shouting and screaming and driving out these people and saying that do not my, make my father's house a prayer house of prayer as a den and that's the time bible says in matthew it says they remembered it saying that the zeal for your house has consumed me do you have a zeal for his house if you do not have a zeal for his house that is a dead one that's a dead one then there there's if you do, if you have zeal nobody need to give you a reminder to get up in the morning have your quiet time or your personal prayer time if you have zeal for god nobody is needed for you to to remind you read the bible it will be passionate you will be zealous for that you will be zealous for that i want to ask you you come to church you read bible you worship do you do you do it by afarted yeah because of the zeal that is in you remember ananias and sapphira you know the story when they when in the with the book of acts says chapter 5 says when they they went and so the people those who had much they all sold out sold the things and bought the money and given into the apostles and ananias and sapphira they also was provoked and encouraged to see that okay we will also do it and what they did 
they went and sold out their property but while coming back husband and wife had some kind of discussion okay everybody is giving it's paraphrasing from my imagination husband and wife must say you know most of the time i was telling my ch the varuna church most of the time when giving is coming wives will always snag on that oh why should we give that much only sometimes husbands also if husbands do that men do that wow unto him okay okay we should be generous in giving we should be cheerful in giving and then safra must have attributed i do not know so what they did they decided okay we will give certain amount and we will keep certain amount for us and uh, then okay you come after me i will go friend husband went and gave money they said okay this is the all money yes this is the all money we bought all the money for you and then they said why you lied to the holy spirit god and that man died there and then the wife came and she asked her what was that then she also said yes yes whatever I, my husband gave that is only that we had we had and what will what the disciple said the one who buried your husband will take you also bury you also what was that they gave but that was not with zeal that was not with joy that was not with uh, love many of you we give worship but it is not see with seal it is not 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 for the love for god you dance but it's not a zeal to see zeal unto god we are somewhere cold and somewhere hot and sometimes we are so lukewarm and lukewarmness is dead and anything and everything that you do anything and everything that you do without having a zeal that is what that is a dead one how many of you can connect with this area that you need repentance for a zealous work that you do for the god tomorrow is africans day or celebration but for that many people have skipped to today's church next sunday they will come and testify dance and celebrate does it not dead work am i am i talking some sensitivity is it a dead, dead work or not is it a dead work or not I'm sorry I'm not offending anyone and if somebody is getting offended I'm, I am doing a good job <laughs> I'm known for that I'm not against uh, any celebration but is that the same zeal that you show for God about apostle paul think about apostle peter the one who denied jesus but when he was to be crucified he was so zealous for god he said i am not worthy to get the same kind of death of crucifixion in on the cross you know that peter was crucified you know 
and he, he was then he said hung me down head down and legs up what was that zeal for god he was so zealous so passionate what is the preparation that we have we are also preparing preparing to meet our groom very soon maybe tonight maybe tomorrow i do not know what is the preparation that we have do you have zeal so if there is no zeal if we do things without zeal what is that what is that what is that how many of you think that you need to repent for certain areas where you been you did but it was not with zeal i believe everyone will have a story to tell including me everyone has a story to tell we did things but it was not so you know with zeal okay so the third thing was any work that is done without zeal for god is a dead work is that permeated deep into your heart yes so any time next time you see you need to see you know i i was telling yesterday also i told here earlier also most of the time we compare with people those who are ahead of us not we compare does not compare with god you understand that did i told you i do not know suppose you have an exam paper and the paper the marks would be 60 or 100 what how much marks are coming for the paper 60 or 100 60 okay elton scored so uh, both of them as uh, got uh, kevin and kelvin and uh, elton both have the same class they both have a question paper that have 60 marks each and elton scored 45 marks and uh, kelvin scored scored 38 marks just for sake i'm saying you may be better student i don't know <laughs> 38 marks but what is your comparison normally what is your comparison can somebody help me from the back is it that burton sitting somewhere here burton what is your comparison you compare with the person who got 45 marks right but you know the question paper when the teacher your professor made he understood that you are capable of 60 and normally what we do we always compare with the highest mark getter in our class and say that oh he scored 45 and i am 38 i am not bad but don't you think that you got only 38 out of 60 not out of 45 the same way normally in our christian life we compare with a better christian rather than comparing our life with jesus because because that is the one that god want you and me to be like his son our comparison is not with a better anointed person better praying person better church goer our our comparison should be with jesus i want to tell you if jesus was not the the 
not needed god would have not sent him he should have sent an angel to redeem us he could have sent the animals because in the old testament animals turtles pigeons and everything was sacrificed for man but they never got salvation but he sent the epitome of standard the epitome of class what was that the god gave his only begotten son which is the standard for you and me but why we fail many times we compare with a better church goer a better prayer person a better thing but god is expecting bible does not say that the day you will be like wilford royfully or anybody but it says the one day you will be like his son start comparing your spiritual life with that that comparison you may say dad it is difficult yes but it is not easy yes it is not easy but it is not impossible because with god all things are possible with man what is impossible is possible to god when you say lord this is where i am struggling this is a zealousness what life a joyless life a flawless loveless life i am still in the church but i have no joy in the church but i don't feel any any love i feel the church but i have no zeal at all that is a dead life a dead christian life by putting a song in in social media does not make you a christian by putting a bible verse in a social media what is social media social media is what what you are not you are telling the world because nobody is there to nobody is there to scrutinize you there nobody know roy philip sitting in here sending a bible verse nobody knows roy philip in africa may think oh he is maybe a pious man he will be a servant of god you know that i always say about the credit card what is credit card it is that the money that we do not have and we show to the world the same way social media i believe is just an a, a, a handle where you show what just don't let me please don't be offended let me tell you one thing just because you sing a christian song does not make you a christian because worship is not what you sing worship is what you have inside worship is something that what you have inside what is worship the worship that you have to the holy god that translates into words and lyrics and music but if your heart is not worshiping god then singing a song cannot make you a christian do you have zeal so fourth thing was what zeal okay i have another 25 minutes can i take one more point today yes okay the third thing it is very important thing and there will be a contradictory statement also in this let me correct you telling that okay then you will say how can how can it be possible but bible proves it it is possible that the fourth dead work is this that the work that we do without faith without faith can you imagine we christians can still do things without faith In the Old Testament, there was no 
such thing called as obedience of faith. The Old Testament, they were just obeyed. But in New Testament, Romans chapter 1, 5, Romans chapter 1, 5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience of the faith among all nations for his sake. It is not just obedience, it's not just faith. Obedience of faith. You know, there was nothing like that in the Old Testament. What Old Testament was? What God said, the law, commandment, do it. Just obey. Whether you believe or not believe, your faith, exercising faith was not important. Exercising the commandment, law that was given was important. Okay? What James chapter 2.26 says, Faith without work is death. Faith without work is for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. And the Bible says without faith we cannot please God. You know, so there can be things that we do. Remember what Jesus said in, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the New Testament, uh, in, in, in the gospel, that uh, when you pray, believe that what you pray, you will receive it, that you will receive it. When you pray, you need to have faith. You pray for an half an hour prayer for a particular point, but if you do not believe, it is not going to happen. Somebody asked me, why certain people are not getting healing or something like that? Why? Sometimes I always say, you know, when somebody comes, when I do not have a guidance or leading from the Lord, the Spirit, about to what point I need to pray, I ask them, what should I pray for? That does not say, means that I, I don't, that does not deteriorate my calling. Just because I ask you why, because what you believe, what you what you believe only I need to pray, otherwise it will be contradictory, nothing can happen. I cannot go in assumptions or uh, and uh, reputations like that and continue praying. You can have half an hour prayer, but if you don't believe, you will receive nothing. You know, many people, when you come out to the prayer, but you are still worried, can somebody connect with me? You, you go with depression, you come out with depression. You go with a question in a prayer, prayer room and come out with hundreds of questions. Why? Because you do not believe what you pray. You do not believe the, the Lord whom you are praying can answer your prayer. Last time I said that. Some people said, I said, cast all your, your, whatever burden you are carrying, sister, please, brother, please cast on to Jesus. The reply I got to what it is that many times I give. Many times I casted out my burden to Lord, but never got an answer. Then why, why it came back? That means you went into the prayer, prayer closet with your worries and you prayed and then you carried it away saying that, okay, I will handle it by myself. How many of the time you went to prayer with a burden and you come out of the prayer 
still with worries, depressions and questions. Why it is happening? Because you do not have exercised the obedience of faith. You have no faith in that area. Praying without faith. Well, that, that's why Bible also says, sometimes we pray in Matthew chapter 6, 5 says, do not pray to be seen by men. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 Do not pray that be seen by men Okay Praying without faith is a dead work A one minute or one sentence prayer with faith Is more acceptable than a one hour prayer without faith What was the shortest prayer? Can you imagine some, some imagination? The shortest prayer. Peter prayed. Help me. I am singing. Very short prayer. He never made like that. I was a good, I was a good uh, fisherman. I know to sing. No, nothing. No storytelling. Just Lord, I am singing. Help me. And why he called, Richie, why he called Lord? Because he trusted God. Psalm 91 says, when you are in situation, when you are in trouble, call unto my name, I will answer you. Do you believe that God will answer your prayers when you start praying? How many of us has repeatedly started praying for one point every time we keep reminding God about the same thing? Is it that faith? What I believe is that when you go into a house of prayer, wherever you are, your closet room, when you go, one time you prayed and next time when you remove come out of the room before that onwards you need to start giving thanking God that thanks for the answering my prayers never think that Lord help me help me help me thank you for helping me thank you for bringing me out of cancer thank you for bringing out of me from financial problem thank you for giving thank you for making provision for my hostel fees thank you for no to, for uh, bringing a peace between my parents relationship start thanking god after you pray don't every day saying bible says matthew chapter 6 only jesus said do not use repetitive words for prayer if you are using repetitive words and you, you keep on doing, that is a dead work. That is a dead work. We need to have that acceptable prayer, you know. And sometimes whole night prayer. Sorry to say, I'm, I'm not against all night prayer. I also do that. Some of the, some of the time, all night prayers be, just become an outing, not prayer. If you are in the hostel, you come out of the hostel, you sit in the in the prayer for 10 minutes after that, couples will go out. We hardly pray. We hardly pray. Because we do not have faith. Romans chapter 14, 22 to 23. Romans chapter 
14, 22 to 23. Okay, do you have faith? Apostle Paul is asking the church of Romans, do you have faith? Then says, have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Okay, 23. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat with from faith for whatever is not from faith is sin. Okay? Do you have faith? This is not applicable to you but it may be not be applicable because you eat every, you you can eat anything and everything but in India there is lot of problem but uh, vegetarianism these things and that things so what you but what the Bible is saying that if you eat with doubt whatever is sold in the marketplace with Thanksgiving you start eating that is what Bible says but here it says uh, now faith means what? According to me, faith is a personal conviction. You need to have a personal conviction. Should I do this thing or not to not do this thing? The Bible says something and should I believe it or not? Do you have a personal conviction about something? Suppose like a case of relationship. What is your personal conviction about it? Relationship is the boyfriend, girlfriend, all relationships. What is your conviction about it? What do you believe in the Bible? And then what, con, what is the conviction that you have about that relationship? Faith is a personal conviction. We need to have a personal conviction of the truth of the scripture. Mark chapter 11, 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive it. Means what? You should have a personal conviction that I prayed, Lord heard it. You need to know that. You need to know that I am I'm praying according to the will of God. Suppose you are a single person, single man and you need a one BHK, one bedroom hall kitchen and you start praying for a, a villa, you are not going to get it. Because that's not your need. When you need a villa, a bungalow, definitely God will give you. If you are hungry, you need a few food, then you cannot say that I need a chicken tandoori. God will provide the best because he is a good father and he knows good things to be given to his children. And what the Bible says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, what you need to do? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. That is an assurance of the Lord. Do you have faith? When you pray for your sick parents, mother, father, or, or your siblings, or your friends, or financial problems, do you have faith? Or you keep substitute, arrange, okay, I already told somebody, if my money is not coming, you keep some 2,000 rupees ready, means plan B is already ready. In God there is not plan B. My God shall supply all my need according to riches in glory 
in Jesus Christ. Do you have faith? Apostle Paul is asking, do you have faith? Just because we know little bit of Bible doesn't mean that we have faith. The Bible says that the devil knows, the devil tremble before God and devil knows that. But we do we tremble when we read Bible? I'm leaving a question to you. I want to tell you if you do not have a personal conviction and then you try to imitate something that is a dead work don't imitate as a Christian don't imitate maybe what you are doing is good but you do not have a personal conviction but you are just doing it as an imitation. Oh, somebody else is doing, why can't I also do? That is a dead word. Ephesians chapter 5, 1 says that we need to imitate as beloved children our God, not anybody else. Ephesians chapter 5, 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. There is only one standard that we can imitate. That is God. Just because somebody is, somebody is singing, we cannot start singing. Just because somebody is having a good... Uh, uh, no physical health like uh, no I, I will tell you I some, some, uh, somebody told me that I am overweight I believe also <laughs> okay and uh, they suggested me some changes in my diet I gone through that while while on the bed what was the problem what has happened now I enjoyed the diet everything but my weight increased by 3 kg then I understood I was trying to imitate that person, his weight came down 5 kilo and my gone up 3 kilo. Just because that diet was good for him does not mean that that diet is good to me. If you try to make the body like Wilford, do exercises like that. Today you bought me in one piece. I try to do then next time when I come you will keep bring me in different pieces because it is not for us you have you have to understand you need to have a personal conviction imitating we see these days many imitation just because they do why can't I do I know that technology is at your fingertips Technology is at your fingertips. You can make anything and everything. But does that bring glory to God? You see, when, 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 when you do imitate and when you come out with certain things and you see the responses of that. Just because somebody got a song, somebody sings a song and that brings you know healing to people. 
like david when he had played and he when he practiced he used to play the with the music instrument the demonic spirit used to go out but today's music industry demonic spirits are inside the music the music system the worship everything become westernized and um, and uh, all all become such kind of thing that does not bring glory to god what i am trying to say that repent from dead works just because you come to church just because you put some social media some bible verses does not mean that you need you need to have a repentance and repentance i said three things what is the evidence of repentance what is what there will be a change in value second is what there will be a change in lifestyle third is what there will be a change in relationship relationship with god and relationship with people if this is not happening then that person is not a repentant saved person repentance bring three things value changes relation changes and lifestyle changes if a lifestyle is not changed you cannot do that you know i'm closing what well, imitation i said let, let, read what hebrew chapter 11:29 says what it is says by faith they passed through the red sea as by dry land whereas the egyptians attempting to do so were drunk imitation when god called up and made way for israelites he made a dry land by parting red sea and israelites walked through the dry land the same thing who did ran who did egyptian did and what happened they got drowned just because somebody does that thing if you are not called for that don't try to do it all those aspiring preachers musicians album creators i am telling you just because somebody else is doing just because somebody else is doing if you have a personal conviction this is a ministry that god has given to me do it or else don't try until you get a confirmation from god otherwise your album will be an album nobody will be benefited of it your preaching will be a preaching no life will change this is for our warning if you want to try to imitate you know in my early days when i become when i become a pastor i was anointed with uh, the holy spirit i started speaking holy uh, uh, no the tongues no either in, in in when i used to go into villages when i started speaking tongues no the village people started to imitate the same thing what i used to say then i had to sit with them and say you cannot imitate holy 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 languages it is god will give you god will give you there are many christians today they started speaking in tongues 
five years before there is no improvement they are still speaking that one word or two words because there is no progressiveness in their relationship with God they are stand still in the first experience there is no paradigm shift in their life Israel was called chosen to walk through a dry land in midst of Red Sea but Egyptians were not you see a person doing a ministry you see a person singing a song making an album or you sing some podcasters you see see something that is that don't try to imitate until and unless you have a personal conviction about it otherwise frustrations will come and if you try to imitate it is a dead one because you are not called to do so and that's where we want people to subscribe we want to laugh, tag and everything we 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 try to push ourselves we try to push ourselves accept me accept me i am a good singer i am a good preacher i am a good this that and this we we try to sell ourselves but what bible says psalm 75 Elevation doesn't come from north and west, but he is the one who brings the one up, and he is the one who brings down. If you are doing it for the glory of God, with the zeal for God, by faith, God will bless your album. God will bless your teachings. God will bless your ministry. God will bless everything and anything that you are doing because He said, "I will bless you." You need to have a personal conviction about it. Just because somebody prophesied, you don't start the you know intuitions. Don't speak to anybody. That is another point. Next. Sunday, I will preach. God willing, Romans chapter twelve six to eight. With that, I will close. Romans chapter twelve six to eight. Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. I am trying to you now establish what I said is that we have all received grace according to gift, gift and grace. Let us use them. If prophecy. let us prophesy in the proportion of to our faith okay proportion to our faith then seven or ministry let us use it in our ministry he who teaches in teaching then he who exhorts in exhortation he who gives with liber liberality he who leads with uh, diligence he who shows mercy with cheerfulness that means what every gift God has given us a grace to do that. Don't be imitators. Imitation doesn't come by faith. We need to do things by faith. God doesn't want us to be imitators like a parrot. The parrot, we can teach them, and he will say good morning, good evening, mama, dada, all like that. It will say we are not called to be like that. God does not want to you to be. like somebody else god want you to be you 
how many of you want to be you don't try to be somebody else you know don't you know mimic some preachers the way they say don't try to do that there are many mimics also they try to say the same way that a renowned prophet will say the they will start singing the same way the renowned gospel singer is singing don't do that be yourself all this 25 years i tried to be roy philip not anybody else and i encourage you be yourself don't imitate and do it with faith means do it with personal conviction god called you he will give you grace how you know that god called you if you are doing that is prospering that is god's called you if it is not reaching to anybody you need to understand that this is not a cup of tea that for me it is somebody else i am trying to do it and today there are many 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 children of god is in the business of imitations can somebody tell many many people are imitating the imitating people don't imitate be yourself ask god god what i want i was i am supposed to be i am supposed to be like jesus don't compare with the other successful person you can you can never be steve jobs you cannot be bill gates but you can be you who can exceed than bill gates who can be exceed than somebody else because because they have the world you have the god understand that you have god do it by faith and believe that god will give it to you and if anything that you are doing is without personal conviction without faith that is a dead work you come to the church you don't believe that the church going to the church by the messages the worship that will transform my life you are make doing a dead work don't come to just to hear some informations and don't come to see that who is right just come to come many times we are struggling to know who is right rather than know what is right today there is a, whether old testament is right or new testament is right there are many many struggles going on should we worship on sunday or saturday should we till talk talking tongues or not in tongues is tongues is a man made word or it is a spiritual word there are many things many apologetical things many arguments are going on but the gift that god has given to you by grace do it with a personal conviction don't imitate anybody imitate as children of god the father so with this i am completing four dead works how good works can become dead works first was what the work that we do without joy in our heart becomes dead work second the work that we do without love for god and love for his people that is a dead work 
third the work that we do without zeal for his god and zeal for his house that is a dead work fourth is the work that we do without faith is a dead work and six more things are there god willing coming days i will elaborate to elaborate to you let me tell you with this word can we see a repentance the godly sorrow produces repentance and the repentance will leave three evidences one is that your value will change your lifestyle will change your relationship with god and his people will change if that is not happening there is a need to take stock of your life where you have fallen where you are short and repent unto god and say lord i want to change myself i don't i don't want it to be an imitator of the world i do not want it to do things because somebody else is doing thank you for the gift is gifted me yeah that you have given the gift of preaching the gift of uh, you know translation the gift of uh, languages the gift of uh, pre uh, teaching or the gift of singing gift of music whatever you have given me help me to do it by faith rather than just because somebody is doing i don't want to do it if you are an usher god called you to be usher be there until god calls you to the next level don't force yourself if god called you to be in the music in the worship team as a backup support stay there until god calls you to i want to tell you one thing it is everybody want to be in the front nobody want to be in the back but i will tell you the one who stand in the back faithfully god will call them into the front everybody want the podium everybody want the stage because that give them position and recognition i don't mind whether you know god or not know god what your life is saying i don't know i am not a follower of everybody but i just want to tell you it may be possible that you think that you are a true repented repented salvation received person but you may be doing certain things as a legalistic religious work thinking that that by doing that you are a christian then you are pursuing that works and bible says that we need to repent from that work this evening how many of you believe that how many of you believe that you need to have a repentance in your life let me ask you how many of you think that we need to have a repentance is it a conviction or it is a emotional understanding Do, are you convicted that you need to be having a change please stand up in your place and open up your mouth and pray unto god I'm not here to judge you. 
I'm not here to tell you you are wrong. I'm just here to tell through the word of God to help you. If there is something that becomes a dead work in your life, Manasha Bible says without faith you cannot please God. Without holiness. Why, why, why we worship why we worship God? Is it because He do something for us? Ruth, why we why why we worship God? Ruth, why, 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 why? Some of the name I know I, I said. Others I'm asking, why you worship God? Just because He does good things to you? One of my understanding is that He alone is holy, so we worship Him. There is no one other holy. He alone is holy. We worship Him. And Jesus said, the word repeatedly saying, as I am holy, you be holy. It is not a religious, religious demand. It is what God expects us to be like His Son. And somewhere by imitations of life, imitations of things that we are in the world, we sometimes miss the mark and we end up doing dead works, thinking that we are doing the right things in the pretext of Christianity. Christianity is not a religion, it's all about a relationship. And the relationship is not purchased by the blood of the bull or turtles. It is, it is sealed with the blood of the living son, Jesus Christ. It is made possible through that. And that relationship cannot be broken. And that place, we have, there is no room for what? Yes. If you stood up to repent and turn from your dead ones, whatsoever may be your your heart has convicted you. Close your eyes and start praying about it. And say, Bible says, when you confess your sin, He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I want to hear some mouths open and pray. It's not about your neighbor, it's about you. It's not about your neighbor. It's about you. Even today there is a room for change. You have that scene for God. You have that joy for God. You have the joy of the Lord in your life. You have that love, the, uh, the everlasting love by which the Father loved you. You reciprocate the same love to Him, saying, Lord, you gave your life and I want to live for you. Do you have that faith? Oh, I do not want it to be imitators of men. I do not want it to be men pleaser. I want it to move according to the conviction of faith that you've given to me. The gift that you've given to me. By your grace, I know that I will accept. Come on, church. Come on, church. Lift up your voice. I call upon His name in this healing. 